Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Hold the phone. Hey, brother. Time for Ready to Unload with Count St. Pete, New York Sports Talk Night. Hi, welcome to the program. I am one of your hosts, Steve San Pietro, aka San Pete. I'll be joined in a moment by the co host of the program for all of these 236 episodes, Brian County Vicasino Caliente, Brian Calvi. Hi, we will be joined eventually by Bishop Running Late. I believe that's his American Indian name. Bishop Running Late. <laughs> it is Tuesday night, special edition, June the 23rd, 2015. It is 10 p.m. It is time for Ready to Unload with Callens and Pete. We have a ton to talk about tonight. Lots and lots of sports. There's a lot going on in New York sports and elsewhere. So we're going to do all of that. Soon as the song ends, soon as this guy stops screaming. I don't know who he is. I don't know. I wish he'd stop screaming. Hi, welcome to the program. Episode number 236. And go. And ready to unload. And here we go. Hi, everybody. Uh, Steve Sampete here, a.k.a. Well, wait, no. I did it wrong. My name is Steve Sampietro. Uh, in case I sound a bit fatigued, it's because I am, uh, because this is the last of the RTU Sports podcast that I will be doing from Bayside, New York. So we have done 236 episodes of this show. I have done probably 230 of them from from here in Bayside, New York. And as of next week, I will be living in Pennsylvania. That's right. Breaking. Spoiler alert. Exclusive, as they say on Comedy Bang Bang. It's exclusive. Me and the family are moving. We're packing up the bags. We're putting the covered wagon out and heading to Newtown, Pennsylvania, right by New Hope. Um, This is the part of the program where I say nothing's going to change. We're still going to be able to do the program every week, as we have all along. 
and um, it's super exciting. So, but I have done all but I think six or seven shows from the friendly confines here in Bayside, New York. We are sad to be leaving Bayside, but we are excited to get started in New Hope, Newtown, Pennsylvania. This will bring up a whole bunch of new things for us to talk about sports-wise since I haven't lived in a new, different sporting town in 12 years other than New York. And we've talked a lot about the idea how it's easy to be a regional sports fan now in this day and age as opposed to, say, 12 or 13 years ago when I lived in Los Angeles. It was damn near impossible to be a Met and Islander fan. Jets you could still get because of the NFL Sunday ticket. Now uh, I already got it set up. It's already set up. The DirecTV is already set up. MLB package is purchased. NHL center ice package purchased. NFL ticket purchased. So let's bring in the co-host of the program so I can talk to him about this. Because we haven't talked about this. At least on air. Mr. Brian Calneva Capino! Caliente! Hi, Brian. Hi. Hi, Steve. Hey, buddy. How you doing, pal? I like when we do this intro for you because it's dangerous. It is. This is this is radio podcasting sports talk with an edge. You could say anything. He's the wild card. In your face. Is it? I guess the live and let die, the McCartney version... Is like you're like a late 70s edgy sports caster. Right, yeah. And if we played the Guns N' Roses version, you'd yeah, be like Jim like Rome. A, yeah, you'd be Jim Rome in the 90s. And right. now, playing it here in the year 2015, you're neither of those things. It doesn't come full circle? It does not come full circle. I'm not back to being Art Russ Jr.? <laughs> Negatory. Okay. Steve Salzberg, uh, Steve... Uh, uh, Bill Mazur. Bill Mazur. But Bill Mazur was never controversial. He was never dangerous. No. He was one of the least dangerous men in sports. Right? You would have to consider Warner Wolf. Dangerous? Edgy? No. Then who was? Who was edgy in the 70s? Wasn't Len Berman. Before our time. It is before our time. I don't know who was, you know. Jimmy the Greek? Jimmy the Greek. There you go. There it is. I Either way, uh, it is good to see you, man. Yeah, you too. You too. It's it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. only a couple of days after we last spoke. A little weird, right? Um, I, I'm I'm back. I'm I'm focused this week. Yes, after a bit better. Ratgate. Right. It was uh, like I was doing, like I was doing the show from Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> just, I felt like I was I was held at hostage. You were being held prisoner by a rat. By a rat that wasn't even in the house, as it turned out. Well, that That's you know of. That's the best of. part about that it. That you know of. No, we would have known that night. Okay. There were traps set. All right. And there was a trap set right at the at the entrance point to the home. And by entrance point, I mean the egg-sized hole in the in the wall behind the dishwasher. Correct. What would you say? What would what did you say were set? Would you say that? It's a trap. Would That's you, it. Okay. Those. So Admiral Akbar. He was standing. He yeah, was he, somewhere. That's actually Allison. She does an amazing Admiral she does Akbar. An uncanny Admiral Akbar. That and Fred Armisen doing Joy Behar. Those are her two impressions. Those are her two impressions. <laughs> she, 
She's a regular... Uh, very niche. I mean, those are two is. very specific. It's like boutique. It, they, they're a very boutique impression. Yeah. <laughs> She's just waiting for somebody to talk about a trap game. And I don't feel like it comes up a lot for her. No. Well, it, it comes up a lot. She's just not paying attention because she doesn't like sports. She could care less, as a matter of fact. And, and she should pay attention because the trap games come up all the time. Because Tra- trap games are real, my friends. And, and frequent. Because that's a real thing. Enough about this. No, 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 no. no. Let's, let's, uh, let's go back. Let's go back to the bombshell you dropped at the top. Yeah, the move. The move is on. The groove is, groove is in the heart. Newtown. New ta- well, we're moving I- to Newtown. The, the wonderful thing about this move is uh, my wife has gotten a, a job in New Hope, Pennsylvania, um, a great town that I, I actually uh, had a history in, so I knew, knew it pretty well, um, had been there a number of times. And um, the Star Wars references are just oh, fantastic. Curious. Yeah, just uh, great. And apropos for a guy who has a Star Wars tattoo on his arm. Uh, and then the other day, <laughs> I got to tell you this. I absolutely have to tell you this. My wife, my wife is, is not the king of burns. She's good. She gets me every once in a while. But she's got a very subtle sense of humor. She's extremely sarcastic, but... Um, is it wry? Is her sense of humor wry? I would say it's wry. I would say it's W-R-Y, yes. Wry. Um, not R-Y-E. She does drink a lot. No, um, but... I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. She doesn't. Please. Um, she could be listening. She's not listening. There's no chance well, she yeah. will ever hear this. Um but she's uh, she's sarcastic without being biting, which is kind of nice. Like she's sarcastic and smart, sarcastic, not sardonic, sarcastic, right? It's like a it's like a soft sarcasm. It is a soft. It's a soft sar. sar. She's soft sar. So, um, we're 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 walking on Bell Boulevard in this lovely neighborhood in Bayside, uh, which I love. I love living in Bayside. Not the least of rich because of the Met fans that are everywhere. It's really home for a Met fan. Yeah, don't get used to it, though. No, it's over. Five and a half over. years. Yeah. So we're walking on Bell with the boys, and Wesley sees a guy coming out of Pizzeria Uno um, with a Met jersey on. Like a really nice Met jersey. This is on Sunday. And Wesley yells at the top of his lungs, Let's go, Mets! Hey, how about that? Which he tends to do when he sees a Mets jersey, and then Casey, of course, follows suit and does the adorable two-year-old, "Let go, Mets!" You know that kind of thing. Right. It's all adorable. Right. And the guy uh, yells back to Wes, "All right, I like this kid." Like something like that. Like I like you, man. That's good looking out, or something to that effect. It was good. And Wesley felt great about it, and he felt great about it. Uh huh. He was wearing a. Number 27, Gonzalez jersey. Who was? This man? This man. Professional Mets jersey. Number 27, Gonzalez. Now, maybe you can tell me who on the Mets. Where's number 27, who's named Gonzalez? Nobody right now. There's no one. No. Uh, Jeremy. Gonzalez. But he didn't wear 27. He didn't wear 27? He wore 29. Oh. Pre-Ike Davis. 
All right. And 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 even if it was, this jersey was not for Jeremy Gonzalez. Oh, it was for it was specifically for a Gonzalez. Clearly, this man's name is Gonzalez. Oh, and he got himself oh, a I see. pro Mets jersey with his with his own name and number on the back. Grown man. So we're walking. We continue. We've had this conversation before. We have had this conversation. There are rules when it comes to jerseys, especially in public. Sounds like a couple of violations here. That's right. But we'll get to that. Continue, please. So he's. So we're walking away from them. We're walking down 41st Street. And Teresa's laughing a little bit. She gets a kick out of that kind of stuff. And I am laughing. I think it's great. But I also turn to Teresa and Soto Voce say to her, not for nothing, but that guy. is a tool. I said, that guy's got a number 27 Gonzalez jersey. She's like, yeah, so? I was like, and I'm being glib. I'm like, there's no uh, there's no guy named Gonzalez wearing number 27 on the map. I, I think I might know where this is going. And and so she goes, so she's like, so what's wrong with that? I'm like, well, come on, buddy. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm I'm joking. Totally joking. And Teresa goes, without missing a beat, goes, says the 41-year-old wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. Wow. And, all, and all I could do is look down and see one of my four Star Wars t-shirts. This is the uh, original movie poster one. Uh, on okay. my chest, wearing shorts, a Star Wars t-shirt, a backwards hat, and a pair of Nikes that are admittedly a touch too young for me. <laughs> so... I just I had to look at her and laugh. I started cracking up, and I was like, touche. Yeah. Well played, Mrs. Pete. Well played. And she, it was just the delivery system. She's never going to understand the idea that you don't do that. Right. Jersey-wise. Right. And also, to torch me without missing a beat was, was really good. Like, really it was queued up. Oh. It was ready to go. Just. Didn't even look at my shirt. She didn't give it away. She didn't, uh, in acting, we call that indicating. Oh, is that right? what that's called? Yes. She didn't indicate? She didn't indicate, you know, where you look at the T-shirt before you deliver the line. Right. Nope. Just perfect. Says the 41-year-old in the Star Wars T-shirt. Oh, is that right? Is that, is that grow up? Is that a fact? Why don't you turn your hat around, big guy? <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, that uh, that that rattles up some Star Wars. We can talk about the Jersey thing later. Let me just finish on the New Hope bit. Yeah, because um, this is fascinating to me. We haven't spoke about this at all. No, the the sports watching. Off. Yeah, the sports watching aspect of it. Um, and also, uh, there's two there's two pieces to this. So we're moving to uh, a town called Newtown, which is about 15 minutes south of New Hope. Um, and, and again, all lovely, uh, great schools. going to be really great. We're very excited about it, very nervous. I have not lived outside of the New York area in 12 years. Right. 
We've talked about it a million times on the show how a lot has changed in that time. And it's far easier to be a fan of out-of-town teams now because you can watch every game. There's right. there's the ability, whether it's on a tablet, whether it's on a TV. So first order of business. I, I'm not kidding. First order of business, once we had once we had procured a place to live. So that was the first order of business. Yes. They were the same day. Was to find out what cable they had there. Comcast? And, and if I could get direct TV. To see if the person had a satellite. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right. Because we're, we're renting a townhome. Okay. Um, they do. I called direct TV that day. Put the wheels in motion. All right. Put the brakes on right now. Okay. In the future. Yes. The next time you make this move. Okay. Yeah. Um. You pick up the phone. You don't even, look, you don't even have to pick up the phone anymore. It's 2015. Sure. You, 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 you shoot a message off to your old buddy Cal. Okay. Hey, Cal, what, do you, what, what cable do you have? All right, sir. And I tell you, uh, I have I have DirecTV, Steve. I've got DirecTV. And then you say, oh, I think I want to get DirecTV so I can get the uh, the packages, right? Sure. Well, before you do that, pal, let me give DirecTV a call. Sure. Because they got a referral program. <laughs> and, you know, all this dance is very expensive that I'm putting my kids through. <laughs> I might be able to get a pair of shoes for them. Right. You could have saved a, uh, maybe a one one costume from the 13. Yeah, numbers. like the leg of a costume. <laughs> just, just the sleeve. Like, the sleeve one, of one dance costume. Um, uh, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't, know, I didn't know they did I'm that. I'm busting your chops, obviously. But um, I didn't know you were a DirecTV guy all these years. I've been a DirecTV guy all these years. Wow. All these years. We have talked about this. I am famously a DirecTV subscriber that does not purchase the Sunday ticket every year. Well, because you don't need it. Well, you know, I don't need it, obviously. But well, you get the Jet games. Right. But I'd, I'd like you to find me five TV. <laughs> well, they give it away for free now. They do not give it away for free. Yes, it's free. How is that possible? It's part of my package. And why do I not know this? <laughs> it's part of my package. As a 12-year subscriber <laughs> to DirecTV. Comes with the package. Oh, they give it away to new subscribers. That's true. Correct. Right. So, so, I, will, so I will get this season free. Right. So the loyal customers that have been there for 12 years, that's right. they got to pay through the new. You get Ugats. Okay. Um, All right. so it's, what, it's, so, it's really weird, Cal. It is. Because... I said to them, I don't need the local sports package. I don't I don't need it. I don't need Comcast and I don't need, you know, whatever the Phillies are on. I don't need it cuz on DirecTV, as you know, you have to pay for that. Right. That's right. I'm not paying for that. Okay. So that saved me like 16 bucks a month or something. Yeah, it's like an HBO-ish yeah. type thing. But that that became HBO. So then you had HBO. Right. Because okay. I don't need the local package. The MLB package for the rest of the season, because it's prorated. Yeah, it's not bad, right? Is thirty two ninety nine for the rest of the season. 
be honest. That's not bad. You probably could have gone without that. Yes, it's a mental thing, though. No, I know. I know. No, I mean it, this is this is this is huge. This is a huge part of this move. Oh yeah, no, I can't. I can't imagine moving to a location where I didn't have access to my teams. Right. Whether and I watch them or not, I'm losing SNY, which stinks because I like SNY. Are you really? Yeah, I I won't get SNY. You can't get it through. Um, there's no app. I guess the stuff. app is the probably the only way to watch it. Yeah. But you're uh, gonna get. But you're gonna get the package, which means you'll get the SNY broadcast. I will get the SNY broadcast. Yes, but I mean, I watch like Sports Night. I I watch. Mm. May, I, a lot of times I watch the mess, Mets fast forward. I I know that uh, the the package has something like that, right? Um, like the condensed game or something like that. Yeah. Um, I also uh, got the center ice package. Very important. Center ice package. Right. Now I won't pay for that until October. Right. Well, you don't need it now. Exactly. Do you get the NHL network? Yes. Okay. MLB network. NHL Network, NFL, NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, and the Sunday Ticket. NBA Network? Don't know, don't care. Mm-hmm. As you well know. <laughs> Although, well, this is an interesting part of this move that we we need to get into. So one part is watching sports, and I got that covered. Okay. Part two is the children. Think of the children, Brian. I'm a little concerned that you've made them number two. <laughs> well, we no, no, no. <laughs> the, you have I have I misunderstood that? Yes, you you have because okay. without number one, I can't assure number two. Without their ability to continue to watch the teams that I have bred them on, right? Then then I'm really in danger of losing them. Understood. So no okay. one has to be taken care of. Got it. Now, I think, as you are well aware, I have done a pretty good, pretty, pretty good job of indoctrinating these children into the Mets, <laughs> the Jets, and the Islanders. You could say that. Yeah. I'm far beyond. I, I got to be honest. Beyond my expectations. Really? Yes. Wow. They okay. have they have taken to it beyond my expectations. My wife has allowed it beyond my expectations. She's done a wonderful job. She understands its import to me. However, I am moving to Flyer and Philly country. I'm not worried about the Eagles. Football's easy to me. It's once a week. They're in on the Jets. They'll watch the Jets because I am. And the Eagles aren't really a rival. For the Jets. The Hedges happen to play them this year, though. They do play them this year. Yeah. I am likely going to that game, by the way. Mark your oh, calendars. Great. I think that's going to be our game. So, Is that going to be our game? I think that's going to be our game. Hmm. Late, I think it's the third week of September. It is. It's early. Yeah. Um, the But they're not a rival. They're not, if I was a Giant fan, I'd be concerned. Right. Because they're not, you know, Wesley's not going to go to school in a Jets jersey and take heat. You won't allow it. No, I mean, he just he just won't. Eagle fans are, are not going to give Jet fans heat. We're not going to give Jet fans any more heat than Jet fans get everywhere. I would imagine Jets and Eagles would be the equivalent of Mets and Red Sox. 
Very similar. Right? I ha- I'm friends with a lot of Eagles fans now, and we get along very, very well. Okay. Well, you have a common enemy. Correct. Of my enemy is my friend. That's right. Wow. <laughs> okay, Kierkegaard. <laughs> um, John, no, I meant John Kierkegaard. Oh, right. Yeah. He was a center fielder for the, the Philadelphia Athletics, 1931. Sir John Kierkegaard? Sir, Sir John Kierkegaard. <laughs> if, you're, if you and your T-shirts will move out of the way, I can enter your domicile. Um, so I'm not worried about the Jets. Phillies and Mets, Flyers and Mets, uh, and Islanders, not great. No, not at all. A- enemy territory. Yes. So how does that work? Look, I've done, I've done the groundwork. Now I gotta trust that what I built is gonna last. And you do that by making sure you have the baseball package and NHL center ice, and they watch. That's how you do that. And you don't shy away from letting them wear the jerseys and, and that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, I think hockey will be a little easier because he'll be playing it early. And in fact, I talked to his Cal. I talked to his the rink where he's going to resume his hockey playing. Right. And the guy who runs it played for the Flyers in the seventies. Bobby Clark? No, it's not Bobby Clark. Oh. He played with Bobby Clark. I didn't get his last name. Is it's Larry something? And I said, I, after I asked about the program and stuff, I said, I have to warn you, we're pretty rabid Islander fans. And I said, I've, I've got my boys really on board with the Islanders. And he goes, that's okay. I played against those guys in the 70s. He's like, I got a huge respect for Gillies and Nystrom. And he's like, I grew up with, uh, I grew up playing against Danny Potvin, like in juniors and stuff like that. He's like, those guys were the best. It was the best team. I was like, oh, man. All right. Wow. All right. Uh, so I think I'm going to be okay with the Flyers. Maybe okay. Huh. It's the Phillies that really worry me. See, I don't know why. Because the Phillies are so bad. But Phillies fans... I I know, we're going at a good time. But Phillies fans are... They're rough. Yeah. They are really rough. And I just... We'll see. We're going to see, Cal. We're going to see. Listen. if, if, If this team is not careful... You could become a Phillies fan. There's no chance of that. Your kids could become Phillies fans. No chance. I wouldn't allow it. I look, we've talked about this. I just there's certain things you don't allow. I'm a very easygoing dad. They get away with a lot. There are certain things I will not allow in my house. <laughs> because there's no reason for it. Why you live under my roof. That's right. You gonna pull that one out? If he was ever a Phillies fan, if either boy ever became a Phillies fan, it would be despite me. Oh, okay. And I, we know nobody wants that. And they'd be looking for a place to live. That's correct. <laughs> Regardless of how old they so are. So we'll see. It's going to be, you know, on a weekly basis, we'll, yes, we'll figure well, it out. It's going to well, be a little is, different. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's imminent now. You are, you're a week away. That's it. And, and that's it. You just go. So on June 30th or July 1st? July 1st. On Wednesday, July 1st. You wake up are... on July 1st and off you go. Yeah. And then July 2nd, we wake up in a new place. So. Uh, you wake up in a new place. That's it. And that's... Direct, Direct TV is coming in the morning on July 2nd. On July 2nd. And uh, Verizon, I'm keeping Verizon for my internet. Okay. 
coming on July 2nd in the morning as well. So you are, you have, have, uh, done baby. You've done your due diligence here. You as as little interruption as possible to your daily life. That's correct. And, uh, and, and I just got a sling box too. And, uh, but direct TV has, you can play your DVR, right? On the app. Um, no. Then they lied to me. Well, maybe maybe you can, and I just don't know. Again, <laughs> right. I've only been with them for 12 years. I have no idea. I got the genie things for the rooms there. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I got the sling box. I got the app. I'm getting a new iPad. I mean, let's let's go now. You getting a new iPad, too? I have to. Why do you this, have to? This one is very smashed up. Oh, okay. You can't tell right now, but it's it's destroyed. How could I tell? How would I be able to? You would not be able to. So anyway... Not in front of me. Last show from Bayside. Last show from Bayside. Yep. Exact Mars. Now it's <laughs> right. It's all right. We're saved by the bell. Um, yeah, we'll be. Uh, we'll now we'll be from Comac, Freehold, and Newtown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's good. New York sports. So we'll have. Uh, <laughs> oh. No, you won't be in Connecticut, so we can't say we have the entire tri-state area. No, coming. no. It it is right on the border of Jersey, though. I'm like. Literally about 15 minutes from the border of Jersey. Okay. And uh, still be working in the city, still be going to games and stuff, still, uh, you no, know. Probably yeah. not as much. No, well, I live 11 minutes from City Field now. Right. I'm going to be a little farther away. <laughs> um, and you don't go to that many games now. Yeah, no, we go, you know, we, we, would, we would try to get to five or six. But, um,. Yeah, we'll see. Those, those will have those will become like Saturday day outings. Sure, you know, uh, it's easier for me to get to the Islander game. Tell you that much. It'll be easier <laughs> to get to the Islanders. It'll be easier to get to the Jets, probably. Oh, way easier to get to the Jets. Yeah, yeah, much, right? Much easier, M- but even by mass transit. Yeah, because I could drive 15 minutes to Hamilton, take the New Jersey Transit up to Secaucus. And switch there for the train to the Meadowlands, and away we go. Much easier. That's about it. You're talking about about an hour, like total. That's not bad. No. So it's going to be interesting. It is, man. It is. It's a good. This is all all good stuff. It's all good stuff. It is all great stuff. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, we'll miss you. Yes. It's been a great run. <laughs> not going anywhere. So. 233 episodes. Just moved to 36. We're just moving. Um. I only did 233. That's right. You missed three, right? I think I missed three. Yeah. Um, uh, we're moving, uh, but uh, really nothing's going to change. Other than I'll be able to talk about the fact that Wesley got into a hockey fight with some kid with a Flyers jersey on. Flyers. And, and, and the four-and-a-half-year-old pulled his uh, his Lindros jersey over the kid's head. And, uh, no, it, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. So uh, let's get to the sports. PJ is going to be doing New York sports. At some Newtown, point, Newtown, New Jersey, from Newtown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, you're not gonna be. In... I gotta get used to that. You do. Coming to you live from Comac, New York, Newtown, Pennsylvania, and Freehold, New Jersey. We're talking New York sports. We're talking New York sports, right in your living room, um, or in your headset. How would we be in your living room? <laughs> you think people are playing this on their stereo? Like the family sitting around the stereo. Did you have a stereo in the living room? Yeah, of course we did. <laughs> but like big, like yeah, like a big record player, a, a big wood unit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Huge wood unit. Very big, and my father had speakers everywhere. <laughs> he had two speakers in the corner behind right. the, behind the couch. Right. And then he got ambitious and put speakers in the ceiling. Of course. And uh, <laughs> it was a big. It was. And you were listening to AM radio. We were listening to <laughs> no. We were listening to WCBS FM. Yep. The oldies. Oldies. Station. Yeah. Which all right? How about this one? And then we and just it's just a as a quick non sequitur yeah. here. Yeah. When we were kids, we used to listen to this radio WCBS FM one hundred one point one. Cousin Brucey. Sure. Uh, Dan Ingram, all of them, the whole gang. Yeah, uh, and it was and it was it was considered oldies music. This is back in the '80s, so we were kids in the '80s, and this was oldies music we would listen to music from the '60s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a lot of Beach Boys. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of Motown. Four Seasons. Yeah, Frankie sure. Valli. Sure. All right. of them. I know where you're. I know where you're going here. You know where I'm going, right? I do. So let's you know pick a. Pick a arbitrary year like 1986. <laughs> just just the top of my head. Sure. So we would sit down to eat dinner on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Always hamburgers. Okay. Always overcooked. Crunchy hamburgers and oldies is what me and my sisters used to call it. <laughs> and we would listen to this radio station, and we'd be like, "Wow, this is, you, you guys are so boring." This is the music you listen to. Oldies. Right. Right. Okay. So, 1986, my father is a 36-year-old man. Okay. And I'm accusing him of listening to boring music. Right. As a 36-year-old man. Yep. I am five years older now (laughs) than my father was then. Right. And the oldies, to my kids... Are the 90s music. Yeah. That's right. 90s music. So, Smells Like Teen Spirit comes on. It's oldies. On 104.3, maybe. Well, they actually play it on 101.1. Right, right. They play <laughs> it on the oldies station. They do. But, yeah, it's what's crazy about it is 20 years prior to this was 1995. 1995 music is oldies music to my kids. Yep. And they're like, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're embarrassed by it. Yeah. It's just, and, and I always, and I, I consciously remember when I was a kid thinking, what's going to happen when I get older? Totally. Right? Am I going to now like, the, is the oldies music that I'm listening to now going to be my music? Yep. Like, do you then just, like, totally. as you get older, you adopt that, that specific 60s music? <laughs> or is does the music that I like, that I listen to, is that going to become oldies music? No, what you listen to at the time becomes oldies. Yeah, it's, and it's crazy that it's, that it's coming, coming to fruition. Like, like, the, like Billy Joel. Billy Joel is the ultimate oldies artist to my kids. Yeah. But he's, he's tough because he spans... I'll give you a better one. You ready? Like, Summer 69 comes on. Right, like a Brian Adams song like that. That's a complete oldie at this point to your kids. Hall and Oates, oldies, Hall, oldies. But those are those are bridge ones though. Like Brian Adams, Private Eyes. Brian Adams, Summer '69 came out in like '86. 
Yeah, yeah. 85, 86. 85, 86. Right. That's that's 30 years ago. So the equivalent of that when we were listening to music was music from the 50s. It was from 1956. That's right. Chubby like Checker. Bill Haley and the Comets comes on, and you're like, oh, this is old. But even 1990, let's go 1993. 1993, Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. Oldie. Yeah. Crazy. Mr. Jones. Yeah. Counting Crows. Oldie. Oldie. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Oldie. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith. Oldies. Oh, boy. Parents just don't understand. understand. (laughs) They laugh laugh at that song. Yeah. They laugh. Like it's like it's hysterical. It's a novel. It's like Weird Al. I mean, it might as well be a novelty song. It's got to be a send-up. That's what they're telling me. Will Smith. They laugh. It's just it is it is fascinating. It's weird, yeah. And terrifying, all, all at the same, the same time. time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Parents still don't understand, though. By the way. No, they don't. And we're now the parents. We are the parents, and we and I readily admit. I don't understand. I now I I I listen. You, well, I have to say I listen to a lot of the music that they listen to just because it's on all the time. Sure. You know, so I'm you know, I'm not one to turn off a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> Unfortunately. Right. I am. Yeah. Well, you would be. I don't have to yet. Right. You would be. That's going to change. Oh yeah. But I would hope. Well. Teach his own, I guess. But maybe your boys won't be into Taylor Swift. We'll see. We shall see. <laughs> there's anything wrong with it. Right now, there's a steady diet of like Radiohead, and 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 I feed them Pearl Jam and Radiohead, and yeah, that's like the way to do it. Everything that you know would be the Beatles. Me being fed the Beatles at that age, or like Zeppelin. Do you feed them the Beatles? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they do get a lot of Beatles. That's the way that you see you you've got them at the right time. But this is like sports. Like I'm I'm feeding them a steady diet of like meet the Mets or you yeah. know like like Wesley's watched the eighty six Mets Let's Go Mets video. You know, that's enjoyable. Right. You know, these are these are good Met things. Or I he watched the um Fort Never Lose. Right. Wanted to watch it. Watched the whole Islander documentary. Wanted that's, to watch it. That's amazing. That's yeah. see, that's that's what you want. That's what I'm working on. You do the right thing. I'm trying, man. And well, so now you, it's going to be put to the test. Well, listen. All those two a days, man. Although that's when I had those kids out there running two a days, watching, <laughs> watching, uh, watching Islanders and Mets in the same day. Right, watching SNY classics, watching that that game from 1986 against the Padres. Okay, this is why. Which one? Just a routine double play. When they got the uh, the game ending double play on uh, Flant, Tim Flannery at the plate. That's right. It was and and McCarver's like a nine six three two double play. Just a routine double play. Yeah, that was when Tim McCarver was good. Yes, that's how old we are. That, yeah, <laughs> he's gone. He's not. He's not gone, but he's retired. Whoa, what happened? Something happened to McCarver? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's retired. Okay. Oh, remind me remind me when we start talking sports. Speaking right. of McCarver. Well we have been in a in a sort of ancillary fashion. Tom Verducci, who is kind of Is he okay? He's fine. Okay. He's fine. <laughs> and 
he brought up what I would say is the best solution to the admittedly flawed all-star voting problem. Oh, the baseball all-star voting problem. Yeah. Let's start right there. Let's go right there. Start there? Yep. All right, go. Wait, what? (laughs) I I thought you were... No, I thought we had music for that. Oh, we do not have the producer. The producer is still having trouble tonight. There's tornadoes in his neck of the woods. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. I hope he's all right. You you performed your show. We we definitely did. That's true. Let me see if I can find uh, some music here. Uh, Some music. Uh, Some music. Let's see. That's that's uh, that's Patrick Flood's music. Uh, let's see here. There it is. All that was missing was you putting your bifocals on to try to find the right button. I was like Francesca trying to look on his cell phone. Did he did he describe emojis to someone today on the air? Yes, Chevy is running a promotion. Where they they put up a sign or they have a promo and it's written entirely in emojis, right? So Francesca has to read the promo, discussing the fact that Chevy is and and it's a it's this whole campaign that Chevy's running running out there where like teen and and twenty something celebrities are teaching older celebrities how to read emojis, right? So you had like Zendaya. Do you know Zendaya? I've heard. Okay. She's she's like she's she's it. She's the it of the moment. Of in my house at least. Okay. My kids like her too. But her name is her name is Zendaya, <laughs> and she's teaching Norm Macdonald. Oh, okay. How to read emojis. That's a, that's a good bit. It's it's not bad. But so Francesca's got to read this promo on the air. Oh, that's great. And somehow, and I don't know how he even got to it. He started explaining what emojis are. <laughs> and this thing, as it's wont to do, went viral. Right. And later on in the show... Somebody called, right? And no, asked about well, it, somebody called him and asked about it, but I'm talking about even later, like, you know, 5 o'clock, 5.30. Okay. And he says, you know, you know uh, Chevy, uh, Chevy owes us big time because uh, from what I'm told, this, uh, my explanation of emojis has gone viral. Okay, so we've uh, we've gotten thousands and thousands of hits. So so apparently, Francesca speaking emoji. Right, I love it. Oh, uh, it's so good. Promoted Chevy. So, oh, it's gorgeous. And I and somebody put it on somebody put it on Twitter, and I forget who it was, and it was spot on. And it was like Francesca talking about anything else. Is so much better than Francesca talking about sports. Sports, <laughs> best. Okay, so let's start with the All Star game. Go. All right, so here we go. Tom, Tom Verducci had a suggestion. The douche. <laughs> I don't know if that's. I'm calling. I'm doing it. The douche. Hey, douche. No, 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 no. I don't Can I that. beat Muhammad Ali on different strokes? <laughs> hey, gooch. Remember that? Yes, of course I do. Hey, douche. Why am I Fat Albert doing it? No, you're Muhammad Ali. Right. I don't. I can't do Muhammad Ali. <laughs> you were thinking about it. I was thinking about it, thinking how to do it. 
No. I like to call him uh, Verd Up. Ver- murderer. The lyrical, gang- the lyrical gangster? Yeah, I, just, I just call him Murderer. Right. <laughs> the Murderer. Murderer. That's BJ's cat. Um, um, all right, so... so, so Verduzzi has asked, an idea. Yeah, he was asked a question. How do you... How do you combat this because you have all of this you know in Kansas City obviously they've they have voted seven starters are leading the voting right now right also they're gonna they could field an entire Kansas City Royals team plus Mike Trout right that would be the American League all-star team be awesome and and they, I mean for like 10 minutes it would be awesome then it'd right. be like it would get on. old yeah they um you can vote up to 35 times and as long as you have a unique email address, you, right. can, you can vote another 35 times. And, and they've really just, like, flooded the voting with Kansas City Royals. Um, this happened once before, back in the 70s with the Cincinnati Reds. Right. And it, and it prompted uh, Bowie Kuhn, or Kuhn, Bowie Kuhn? Kuhn. Kuhn. Yes. Or the end of the uh, Led Zeppelin song, Hey, Hey, What Can I Do? Where it sounds like he's saying, A buoy, a buoy cue. Hey, hey, what can I do? How he would have been saying buoy cue at that point. Well, buoy cue was the commissioner at that point. <laughs> yeah, but why would Robert Plant, a young man from Wales? <laughs> and a, a huge American baseball fan. Apparently <laughs> a huge... A huge fan of the administration of the sport of baseball. Only Not the administration. The right. No. The way he it was, was run. a big fan of the way it was run. And he decided to put that in, hey, hey, what can I do? Amazing. Which was Bowie Kuhn's reaction to the Cincinnati Reds. Right. And so the, the ballot stuffing. And and he took the voting away from the fans at that point. Right. So the fans were not allowed to vote anymore. And then they since got it back. So Tom Verducci su- suggested... That it be run like an election. Okay? So they spend hundreds of millions of dollars on their campaigns? Exactly. Super PACs? Right. You have to... <laughs> there's debates. Right. <laughs> you have to... Uh, you have to get campaign donors. Right. By any means necessary. No. He suggested it's run like an election. So what you would do for the early part of the season... Because he brought up a very good point. Voting starts in the beginning of May. Somebody yeah. has a hot April. Right. Right? Didn't translate to voting, but it's very easy to, to oh, I like this guy. I'm going to vote for him in May. Right. And then by the time July comes around, it could be hurt. It could be batting 200. It doesn't matter. He could be Lucas Duda. He could be Lucas Duda. Um, if you're voting early, it's, it, it, it just doesn't make sense. So he said, run it like it's the election where you let the fans sort of vote in what would be would be like the equivalent of the primaries. And the fans are voting, right. and then you take the fans' vote, and then you add the players' votes, and you create candidates. Oh, boy. So in other words, you would have like four candidates for each position. And then at that point, by kind of vetting it turn out... It back to the fans. Then you turn it back to the fans. But he goes even further. Wow. So now, so now you've basically you've got your voting. Verducci's done a lot of work on this. Verducci calls for something. This is doctoral work. That he called election day. 
Okay. Which would be the Sunday before the All-Star, the All-Star game. And you run it on the MLB network, I and like you it. run it just like election coverage, where you see Miguel Cabrera is leading right now, but where Albert Pujols is coming is is pulling in, and all the votes haven't been tabulated yet. Right. And it's and it's like the fans go to the polls. So here's the vote. first, and you go to the game, and you vote at the game. You go. I I think he was talking about doing it online. Okay. But I I, I suppose you could do it by going to the game. But you, you turn it into an event. That's great. And you and you vet out all of the Omar Infantes and all of the <laughs> the uh, Eric Sogards. Your Omar Infante, your Eric Byrne, right? Your, right. You vet those guys out, and now you're left with people that actually deserve it. Yeah. So that whoever gets voted in at that point, you're going to be okay with because they are the most the qualified. most qualified candidates. Right. And then it's on that election day, you know, Miguel Cabrera is leading it for, at, let's check the first base race. Yeah. And then you look and then it's like, you know, 29% of the votes are in and it's this. And, right. it, and it, creates, it creates some drama as you're watching it. And you should have like a polling time for it too. Yeah, I think that was his idea. Was like go the to polls the, are only polls. open from like 9 to 5 or something right. like that. But then it's like you have the West Coast. Right, so the West Coast results what, are not in. Right. Right. That's excellent. I, I you know... I'm on board. A lot of people have these crazy ideas, and, uh, and I usually dismiss them. Sure. You're stupid. I don't like it. Well, there's no need for that. Well, Just... if they're stupid, <laughs> they're dismissed. Summarily dismissed. Yes. But this, this, was, this caught my attention, and I was listening to it, and I was like, wow, this, this is well thought out. I like makes, it. Makes sense. It's got – the fans still have control over it. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, and, it, uh, and it fixes what is a problem. Right. Now, I didn't hear if he has a, a solution for making the game count. Right. Because that's a whole other stupid issue. Yes. Right? If it's an exhibition game, how can it count? Why does it count? Right. right. But I, I, I like that. So That's fantastic. I heard that today. I was like, i got to bring that up tonight. I would love to see that get some traction because that's really good. He's, I feel like he's had a couple of ideas, Verducci. Oh, like he's in the full of ideas. <laughs> full the, of Duch. the Duch is full of them. Verd up. He had a couple of ideas a long time ago, and I can't remember what it was. Why isn't he the new commissioner of baseball? I feel like he would be a great commissioner. Right? I feel like he'd be a great commissioner. Let's parlay that right into Tom Brady meeting all day with Roger Goodell today. Uh, for Deflate Gate, while we're on the topic of commissioners and Gates and Gates, <laughs> you feel that the Brady we I mean we talked about it a little bit, but let me just confirm. You feel that the Brady suspension is too much, right? Four games is too much. Yeah, I'm 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 not complaining about it. So, certainly, as a Jet fan, I'm not either, and I don't like him. So don't care for Tom Brady, but we, as we said, he's basically getting f- suspended four games for being a douche. He's getting, I think he's getting suspended four games for being a douche and for the team getting away with so much before right. this, and also for willful uh, sort of disobedience. Right. They, they want his cell phone. He won't give them the cell phone. He right. wants. They want his text messages. So, I'm just curious. While we're talking about commissioners, is there a (laughs) – 
And Rob Manfred is just uh, Manfred Man is just taking over. And his Earth Band. And his Earth Band is just taking over as Major League Baseball Commissioner. And we already dislike him because of his uh comments about the Mets and the Wilpons. And and how at every twist and turn he trips over himself to to tell us how financially viable the Wilpons are and how few worries he if no worries at all. Even when he's not asked, right? Like he's like he did on with Boomer and Carton the other day. Did it again? Oh, he was on. I don't listen to them. Did he last, was on with them last Friday. Was on with them. Tripped over himself to tell everybody how how much confidence he has in the Wilpons' ability to own the team. Good. Tripped over himself. Volunteered it. Right. You're like, how about the DH? He's like, I love the Wilpons. <laughs> we didn't. I didn't ask you, but doesn't matter. Love them. That's why I'm here. So, <laughs> Talk about the will puns. So Goodell's commissioner. So we have Tom Verducci. Let's slate him in as the new Major League Baseball commissioner. Something has to give with Roger Goodell, right? At some point, something has to give. Now he yeah. said he'll he'll rule on this when it is uh, practicable. Practicable? Yeah, which is, <laughs> was that the word he used? That's I tweeted that to you, and I said that really practicable. Aren't you a lawyer? Or unless I read it wrong, maybe he was saying practicable. That's not a word either. Uh, it might be a word, but it doesn't apply <laughs> in, this, right. in this context. So there's that. I'm a Roger Goodell is supposed to rule on Brady's appeal as soon as is practicable. That's a quote. For reference, Greg Hardy's appeal was May 28th, and there's still been no ruling. There must it must be a word that we're that we're actually too stupid to understand. Yeah, or it's got to be a lawyer word. A fancy lawyer word. Right. You and your fancy lawyer. You and your fancy lawyer. <laughs> Roger Goodell as Star. Star Jones. Star Jones. Tracy Morgan as Star Jones. Tracy Morgan as Star Jones. I am a commissioner, and I am a lawyer. Somebody's going to get pregnant in the NFL. Well, and they do. My, and then my wife the could do her Joy Behar. She could finally do the Joy Behar. That's, this, is, this would be a perfect opportunity. <laughs> Wake her up. This is what? Who cares? <laughs> Wake her up. This is it. <laughs> so, however he rules on this, Cal, what, what, how much longer can this go on with Goodell? How much longer? Like he screwed up Ray Rice's suspension. He screwed up Greg, you know, Greg Hardy. Then they reinstated him, and he—I mean, uh, how much longer can this go on before the NA, uh, NFLPA like sort of revolts? How much longer? As long as they're making money, hand over fist, he's going to be there. Yeah. Right? But at some point, does I mean, the NFLPA it, not sort of revolt here? I don't know. I mean, there's, they're making money, and that's all that matters. There have, I mean, look at the scandals that have rocked this guy, and nothing, is, nothing has even come close to, to, to touching him. Teflon Raj. That's his name. He... um. He's sort of infuriating. I mean, he really is. Um, just in the, in the sense of the untouchable air he carries himself with, and you know, and anytime he gives a press conference or whatever, like I'm, he's already screwed this up. There's no reason to give Tom Brady four games. Now, if he comes back with a suspension of two games and lessens it, everybody's going to want to know what he saw to lessen the suspension. 
and he's going to say, well, it's in the best interest of the league. I mean, I just don't know. There's got to be a tipping point at some point where the NFLPA, especially over the issues of either concussions and or non-guaranteed contracts, where the NFLPA says, look, we're going to strike again if you don't show some consistency when it comes to either discipline and or, you know, it just at some point they're going to strike again. They have to. I it's he's 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 terrible. He really is terrible. Of all the four, uh, of all the four, of the four major sports, well, only three of them. Three of them are terrible. Yeah, only one has a commissioner worth anything. Right, and it's the one I care the least about. So great job, everybody. <laughs> no, but Silver's is, and he's only been on the job what three years. If that, not and, even, and not he, even. He's Dude. already proven to be far better than Gary Bettman or Roger Goodell or or Rob Manford. I mean, Rob Manford's only been on the job like six months, and he's already been idiotic. It doesn't matter. A number of times. Right. The commissionership does matter, though, Cal. And I would argue this This is an, uh, another discussion for uh, – or a, a discussion for another day. But but I do want to have it. Maybe we'll have it, you know, in, in the in the when you're in Pennsylvania. Yeah, the quiet part of um, of the baseball season, which for the Mets will be uh, after this weekend. Um, after tonight. Yeah, I told you. Don't count on that two out of three off the Brewers. Well, maybe not. Um, but the, the the NHL should be bigger than it is. And you can directly you can directly correlate parts of his stewardship to their lack of growth in terms of popularity in this country and overall. He doesn't know how to market. No, he's been more focused on expanding into markets that don't care about hockey. Correct. He's trying to. That's 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 his effort at trying to expand the sport. Right, but he doesn't. He's never understood that expansion does not equal marketing. No, it waters it down. Exactly. It, if it, you expand into Arizona, that doesn't mean you've marketed the game to Arizona. Right. So rather than focusing on the cities that you have that love hockey and marketing the game better nationally that way, right? He's tried to expand to Arizona and Tampa and you know Southern Florida and yeah, it's the old Texas. It's the old 80-20 rule. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. You 80%, 20%, focus on the uh, – don't focus on the 20%. Focus, focus on, the on the 80% that you have and make the game huge and with make, the 80%. Exactly. Which is what the NBA did gonna, before gonna, it expanded. Right. You make so much money that way. That's what the money. NBA did before it expanded. Right. So before Stern ever decided to expand, he made sure he, – he, look, he got a gift. He got Magic and Bird at the same time. And then he got Jordan. Yeah, but that's that, but sometimes that happens. But he capitalized on Magic and Bird at the same time, and Jordan, and didn't expand until they were ready to expand. Right. And made sure that the game was huge and healthy before expanding. So anyway, that said, we need new commissioners in three out of the four sports. And apparently in FIFA also. And, well, <laughs> this is like, Blad is... I mean, the, if you watched that uh, last week tonight uh, expose on them last year during the it was one of their first episodes. 
right uh right before the world cup yeah there's there's no surprises here with uh the the ridiculous amount of of hijinks and disgusting behavior by these uh and and dirty corrupt behavior by these guys um I do want to parlay that into uh the n b a draft you are parlay vooing all night, but before we do that we should Ooh. We should welcome the bishop. He's oh, he's here. here. He's here. He's, he's been, okay. He's been here for like fifteen minutes. Is he on Central Time? He is on Central Mountain Time. Is that what happens? He's an hour. He's late. on. He's on Mount Saint Helens time. <laughs> he's going to rock. He is. He's on <laughs> Mount Kilimanjaro time. What's your favorite mountain, Cal? Um, Dew. I'm sorry. Mountain Dew. Come on, dude. <laughs> no? Not acceptable? Clearly, what's your favorite mountain was a serious question. Uh, can it be the Rockies, or does it have to be Fiji? Mount Fiji? Fiji. All right. If, 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 if you're going to pin me down to one mountain, okay, it's Fiji. I'm a Kilimanjaro guy. Yeah. I like to say it. I feel it's, it insists upon itself. I know my favorite lake. Uh, Tuckahoe? Tuckahoe's up there. I've always been a titty caca man, though. <laughs> you got it. You can't. <laughs> just, <laughs> just appealing to the most oh, base, base parts of my humor. Hi, Pete. Lowest common denominator. LCD. He man. tries to quietly unmute his mic, and out comes titty caca. <laughs> what chance did he have? Lake. Lake titty caca, in my defense. I like Lake How are George. You? I'm at Lake, like George. Lake George. Yeah. I, like, I do like Lake George. You know, Lake George was just voted America's most beautiful lake. By who? who was? I didn't get a vote in this. Who voted in this? By those voting. I guess people who subscribe to Beautiful Lake Monthly or whatever. Lake Bell. Beautiful Lake Monthly. <laughs> who named that? <laughs> Citizens of Lake the Society for On-the-Nose Names. <laughs> the Society. <laughs> Society for obvious names. Son? Son? <laughs> they started early with Paper Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and from there it grew into an empire. Paper Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Society for obvious names. <laughs> Beautiful Lake Monthly. <laughs> I'm it going to the Adirondacks named. later this summer, you know. I know you always do. You love the Adirondacks. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in that's the name of the place. Cabin in the Woods. We're going. We're going to the cabin in the woods without uh, has no Wi-Fi. That a theme park? That's a theme park. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin it's, in the Woods. It's it's a drive just to get 4G. We're going to be cut off. Wow. Are you doing this on purpose? Yeah. Is this like yeah. a lesson? This is a thing. Lesson. <laughs> this is now what people pay to do. They pay to disconnect. They pay to disconnect, yeah. And they pay yeah. good money, I'm afraid. Well, this is sort of this is sort of, you know, ambivalent money, but you know, we're still doing it. Oh, must be nice. <laughs> yeah, look at you with all that am- flashing that ambivalent money all over the place. That's right. Oh, my dad comes over. He calls me Rockefeller. How you doing, Rockefeller? 
And new garage doors. Uh, must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> I love that that's the measure of wealth. Oh, yeah. He's not looking at my car. No. <laughs> He's looking to the garage doors. Uh, look at this. With a stack of hundreds on the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> Cordless drills got new battery, I see. That's nice. It must that. be nice. Look at that. Cordless drills. Well, the old battery wore out, Dad. Yeah, I know. All right. All right. Yep. No, you don't need to explain. You don't need to explain to me. <laughs> got, yourself, got yourself a new electric knife, I see there. Pretty nice. <laughs> well, the the old, one, the old one burnt out. You didn't bother to fix it, right? Just went and bought a new one. Look at you. This Good is, for you. Oh, how I'm judged. Oh, you know what happened when we bought a bean grinder? Ooh. A bean grinder? To grind your own coffee beans. Oh, he shot us looks. Did he drink your coffee? You know, uh, you can grind that uh, right in the store. They put it in a bag and everything. Look at at you, just just, just grinding up your own coffee. What did I do to the Trumps? (laughs) I didn't know I I didn't know I stopped by Carnegie Mellon. That's right. It's the Carnegie and Mrs. Mellon. Look who it is. Mrs. Mellon? Mrs. Mellon. Um how oh, are you? Oh you got people? the silent dishwasher. That's amazing. All right. Good for you. Okay. <laughs> you didn't like the sound of the water swishing around? All right. Ignores the Tesla in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's up, Peach? How you doing? We're good, man. We're 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 knee deep in the sports, and then we're gonna be ready for the fun load. That's beautiful. I was, you know, it was just a little windy over here, a little a uh, little rainy, and uh, we're back. It's okay. No damage, right? Hmm. No. No. Uh, no damage. No, nothing that. Uh, no, no. Good. Nothing that a rake won't clear up. <laughs> nothing that. <laughs> Always good to hear, because we, we worry about you and the weather. I You know, I'm in that sort of valley where uh, all storm that, systems will stall. That famous Freehold Valley. We didn't even know it was coming. We just turned on we the TV. We're like, they, they, Danny's just going to turn on the TV, and TV turns on, and you hear, two-inch hell. They have two been foretelling the storm for two days. Yeah, where have you guys been? <laughs> no, what happened? We had no idea. We had no idea. Oh. He was shopping for luggage, you know. Must be nice. Must be nice, <laughs> Rockefeller. <laughs> We're well, starting up. Starting fire. The luggage is cracked. I mean, you know, it's cracked, Dad. It's got no handle. All right, must be nice. Must be nice. Maybe if you get your face out of the technology and you pay attention to what's going on in the world. On the technology. Meanwhile, my dad buys a car every other year and has for the last 15 years. Does he keep them all? Like, does he accumulate them or does he get rid of them? No, no, no. They just go back and forth, back and forth. Your dad is Jay. I don't like this one. Bring it back. No, if he had the garage, he'd do that. He would. If he had had the if he had the storage for it, <laughs> first of all, no doors. No doors. <laughs> because he's not gaudy like that. Oh, that's a little ostentatious, don't you think? That's, no, he's all carport. He's not doing doors. <laughs> he's all car. That I'm guy, he's all carport. <laughs> he is all carport. Roof and a light and you're done. 
That's what they say what about What else do you need? Home Depot. Nah, nah. He's all carport, that guy. <laughs> Try to sell him a genie, he will tell you to go, go scratch your ass. He is all carport. He is all carport. Uh, let me, let's let let us finish up with the sports, and then we'll come back to you in a moment. You do what you gotta do. All right. Maybe you're the next hey, commissioner be... of uh, football. I'm qualified. I think you're overqualified, Rockefeller. Are you available? <laughs> That's all my resume resume says, by the way. Rockefeller. Paul Jacobo. No, it says Paul Jacobo overqualified. <laughs> I just hand that around. And then a blank page, right? And then a blank the page. Is... You know, you know what you need to know. Can this yeah. guy do it? Oh, can he? Tell you what. No matter what it is. He can do it, and then some. And then some. He's an atheist? Yep, that's right. Overqualified. Um, okay, OQ. Uh, we'll be right back to you in a moment. You. Let me... Let me uh, <laughs> Let me get back to the. Um, I was going to talk about the NBA draft, believe it or not, Cal. I don't think you believe that, do you? I didn't believe it at all. Well, here's why. Here's why I cool. wanted to do it really, really quickly. No, I have a uh, one of my uh, friends at work is is a huge Nick fan, and there's two parts to this. One is um, he's suffering, and he is so pumped for Thursday night, and yeah. has and has been for so long. Okay. And I just hadn't seen anything like that outside of the NFL draft. I haven't seen somebody like this that I know that I could talk to. And we've been talking NBA drafts, and I don't know what I'm talking about, and he's educating me on it. But he's like we are with the Jets for the NFL draft. And I have never seen this with the NBA draft. Okay. And it's interesting to me. I will honestly probably tune in on Thursday night for a few minutes or at least check my phone and see who they drafted. I will. Hmm. I'm interested. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, you know, super intrigued or anything. I'm much more interested in the NHL draft this weekend. Right. But his passion for this draft has gotten me intrigued. Because they could get a player that could make them significantly better. They could get an impact player next year where they go from like a 16-win team or whatever they were to being a competitive team again. They could. Or they could trade the pick. They could trade the pick for Cousins or they could trade the pick for, you know, uh, somebody that's available for a player and another pick. There's a lot of pressure on Phil Jackson here, Cal. Yeah, there is. a lot. Yeah, sure. The other thing is, Going back to the move, I was talking to my uh, one of my my I have a lot of friends from Philly, and who live in the Philly area or have lived in the Philly area, and I'm actually moving close to a bunch of guys that I I knew, yeah, that I was friends with that I didn't realize how close I'd be to them, because like next door. No, Newtown's only about forty five minutes from Philly though, forty five or fifty minutes from Philly, right? So a lot of those guys live in suburbs, out and around there. And, like, a couple of Terry's boys live, like, 20 minutes from me now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And I was talking to Terry about it, and Terry was like, you know, your boys are going to be Phillies fans. I said, no, they're not. He goes, they're going to be Flyers fans. I said, no, they're not. He goes, they're going to be Sixers fans. I go, they might. 
I might give them the Sixers. All right. Right? Got to maybe give them something regional. Yeah, that's fine. I mean... The Sixers, I'd be totally fine. Yeah. Never hated the Sixers. Never bothered me. Liked Allen Iverson, inexplicably. What do you think? I can see that. I mean, I'm not, we're probably not going to watch a lot of basketball. But if I if I got if I got to if I have to give them a team from the area, can I give them the Sixers? Yeah. Do you have to? That's that's another question. I don't know. We'll find out. I may have to, and if I do, I'm going to offer the Sixers. You have to meet with a consortium. That's right. <laughs> or or a consortium. It depends. Either way. Either way. Depending on what what time of day. That's right. If it's at night, after hours, it's a consortium. Right. During the day, it's a consortium. And it's it's illicit. It's illicit at night. It's very above board during the day. Mm -hmm. It's very organized. Right. Very town hallish. At night, it's a little little dark. It's a little robes and stuff like that. Um, Damp. It's damp. Inexplicably, it's damp. Um, but no, I, I I figure the Sixers, right? I'm safe yeah, there. That's fine. Okay, good. Um, so moving on from the NBA draft, I just I did want to say that I am going to check on that on Thursday night. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why? Why would I mean? What else have you got to do on Thursday night? Well, it's certainly not watch the Mets. No. No. Shall we? To... Shall we get to the Mets? Yeah, go ahead. Go I only ahead. have I only have two things. What's that? I have one thing on the Mets, one on the Yankees. You made. The incredible. Uh, the, by the way, spoiler alert: Mets lost again tonight, three it's to two. Not, it's not a spoiler alert when they lose every night. Oh, okay, my bad. Uh, the Mets lost again tonight uh, to the Milwaukee Brewers. They of the twenty, what were they, twenty-one and forty-six or something like that. Yeah, they made. I think they've won like ten games at home all year. Yeah, uh, three to two. Uh, had five hits, four or five hits. I don't know. It was on an error by uh, 82-year-old Michael Kadire. That's what happened. Right. Kadire really covering himself in glory tonight with three strikeouts and an error that led up the go-ahead run. Um, <laughs> look, we get all over 65-year-old Michael Kadire. He, As Ron Darling said rightly tonight, he was supposed to be an ancillary piece, not the main piece. That's right. You came up with the analogy today that the Mets brass and management, and ownership, are standing curbside watching the house that is this season burn. I mean, literally, uh, figuratively. Not, not figuratively. No, no, not literally. Uh, watching it burn, right. and they're not going to go get a hose <laughs> and put this out. They don't need to. They don't need to because... A hose is coming eventually. Yeah. And if it if it doesn't come, excuse me, we have another house for next year. Right. So we have a whole another house next year, and that house is even going to be bigger and better than this house, really. Right. So we're in not. Fact, gonna... In fact, we've been putting all our resources into that house. That house is really where we're focused. Yeah. So I, I think it's an unbelievable analogy. I think it's completely spot on. It's how it feels. They came out and said not just that 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 they weren't firing the manager, but that he's safe. It's like they couldn't even just say, 
we're evaluating it. Right? Like, give Terry Collins something to worry about. They couldn't even do that. They didn't want to put him on notice. They came out and assured us they were not looking to make a change at the manager position. And then they leaked it, like, all over the place why they're not looking to make a change at the manager position. Because of the injuries, he's done an amazing job to keep them close to 500. Now they're at 500 tonight. Um, uh, so, they're, no, they're at 500, and they were 13, and they were 15 and 5 at one point. They were 10 games over after 20 games. Yeah, 15 and 5, they're now at 500. They've played 10 games under 500 over the last 50 games. Um, so, don't want to put the manager on notice. Don't want to do anything. There's no trade market. They can't do anything. That's what we're told over and over again. There's no trade market. Nobody makes trades in June. Nope. Except people do. Um, and we're in the perfect catch-22 in that they have no money to add either. Right. So even if they had a GM who wanted to add and make a big move, uh, they can't. Well, and now it's going to get bad. Because you said, well, they'll they'll take two out of three from the Brewers, they'll take two out of three from the Reds, two bad teams. Although the Reds aren't that bad. Reds are only four games under 500. Um, and, and they'll yell at us for yelling fire in the first place. They'll admonish us for yelling fire on Sunday. We see, we told you. It's going to be fine. It's not going to be fine. Travis no back to the DL. They ran a lineup out there that had Michael Kadire hitting cleanup again tonight. 62-year-old Michael Kadire once again hitting cleanup. This is it. But what 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 is this? This is it. Said we're 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 gonna what hopefully have have Brad Callett on uh, next week, who writes for WFAN and who wrote an article that I thought was pretty good. Uh, he can be a touch reactionary sometimes, but overall, uh, he's an emotional fan and and he's an emotional writer. But um, their schedule is going to bury them. All the pitching in the world is not going to help them score. And Francesca said it yesterday. He's right. Anybody could see it. Now the media is calling them out on it. Buster Only is calling them out on it. And if the ownership doesn't make a move, it's criminal. It's akin to uh, you know guys not running out grounders. Hey, guess what? They haven't been running out pop-ups either for the last seven years. They're not going to start now. So we move on. Now. Here's what's going to drive you batty. You know who is going to make a move and a big one to make their team better? No. The Yankees. Oh, I should have seen that coming. Yes. New York sports. So here's where it's going to drive you batty. The Yankees playing very solid baseball, piecing it together, staying six, seven games over 500. Their division, their division, just like the NL East, is right there for the taking. Guess who's going to make a big move? The Yankees. That's right. I got it. You know who they're going to get? Uh, Cole Hamels. Or? Johnny Cueto. Or? Wait for it. Both. (laughs) (laughs) How's that? Yeah, whoever they want. You're telling me they couldn't get Cole Hamels? 
they could. They're going to make a move. They're, they're absolutely going to make a move for an impact player. Yep. To help push them. And why is that? Because they're competitive and because they expect to win. Right. And it's a weak division, and they could take advantage of that. Yep. Right. Who else is in a weak division where they could take advantage of it? The Mets are. The M- I'm not, I'm not going to let you say it. Mm. The Mets are. I knew that one, though. Yeah, I'm sorry. Huh. So that's all I wanted to say. Look out for the Mets to free fall. Not do anything about it. Use the unbelievably lame excuse of injuries again and again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And watch the Yankees get uh, a Johnny Cueto. So par for the course, just just like any other year. Yep. Good. Except taking back New York, Cal. Hashtag. Yeah, what happened to that? Yeah, we were taking back New York. Mm. Yeah. Big bad Mets taking over the city. 500. Yeah, and lucky to be there. And lucky to be 500, that's right. And not for long. It's, um, I've never seen, I told you this yesterday, I think, yep. I've never seen a team actively and consciously waste a season. They are. Like this team is doing right now. This is not tanking for a draft pick. This is not, wasn't going to be a good year anyway, and we're just playing out the string. This is taking a team that could have been good with some modest additions. Yep. Taking a team with with arguably a top five pitching staff in the league and just and and willfully letting the season go to waste. Yep. After getting off to a good start. You can't get off to a better start. Right. 15 After being in the first 20 15, games. 15 and 5. You can't get off to a better start and they just and they just let it go. Yep. Let it all go. So on purpose. I've there never you go. I've never seen that. That's the equivalent of malpractice. Or not running out of ground ball if you're a veteran. As Buster only said. You said it yesterday. He said it today. I didn't say anything about running out of the ground ball. No, you said it's willful negligence. It's malpractice. You said you'd never seen a team do exactly what he said they would be doing if they don't make a major move. Same thing. Right. Which they're not going to be making a major move. They're, they're not going to no. make a minor move. They're not going to no. make a move. And I don't know why people are so confident that they will. Martino, well, he he knows he has one bullet to play. Yeah. Well, when has he not had Sandy Alderson not had one bullet to play? They have kicked the can down the road all season, just waiting for guys to come back. In the meantime, they keep trotting out guys that have no business being in the major leagues. And once again... After starting this season 15-5 and five, and having a pitching staff that includes Matt Harvey and Jacob deGrom, mm-hmm. I won't even say Syndergaard yet because he's brand new. Mm-hmm. Once again, they default to a laughing stock. Yep. An actual, literal laughing stock where when the name of the team is brought up, it's immediately followed by a sarcastic remark. Always. Always. How could it be otherwise? I'm just saying yeah. it, 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 it is... It's amazing. I, look, 
I don't get too surprised by things anymore because I, I, I think anything can ever happen. Right. But even this, it's, it's just it's confounding to me. It's confounding how an organization can let this happen time and time again. And not only let this happen, but actively make it happen this year. Hey, 700 fans traveled to see them down in Atlanta. Good old seven line, 700 fans. They'll be all out full force this weekend. Yep, Family Fridays and Latin Thursdays, getting T-shirts on the weekend. It doesn't matter. Polish Wednesdays, Latvian Tuesdays, Scandinavian Mondays. It's all about the experience at the park. Serbian Sundays. You know what? Those are delicious. (laughs) But you know what? And, And it just occurred to me. It's that's what it's about for this. They're they are not running a major league baseball franchise. They're running an entertainment corporation, where they don't care about the outcome of the game as long as they get people in the park eating Shake Shack burgers and painting their faces and running the bases. That's all they care about. That's all they care about. You know and why? That's, and that's where all of their effort is is focused. It's not focused on improving the team. It's focused on putting a new scoreboard up, and it's focused on putting uh, uh, nachos out in the outfield. <laughs> nachos in the outfield? That was the sequel to Angels in the Outfield, right? They have nachos. Yeah, they have nachos in a helmet. But now. it was about a player named Nacho. Nachos. Two, well, no, it was two players. John Nachos. A center fielder and a right fielder. Oh, brothers. It was John Nachos, and then it was Nacho... Uh, Gonzalez, which is maybe the jersey that that guy was wearing. Maybe his name, maybe that was Nacho Gonzalez. Maybe that was Nacho, right. That's Nacho's the sequel. Nacho's in, Nacho's, in in, Nacho's in the outfield. And Tony Danz is in that one too, right? Of course. Right. Yes, Tony Danz is in that one along with Lou Diamond Phillips. Edward James Olmos. Edward James Olmos. <laughs> and Miguel Ferrer. And Miguel Ferrer, correct. Right. Uh, <laughs> Hector Elizondo. That's what I was Hector Elizondo. That's what I was Maria Conchita Alonso is also in it, and uh, Sonia Braga, just in stun casting. Although I believe she's Colombian. I don't know what they play. I don't know what what roles they're playing. Doesn't matter. Are they the team? Are they Nachos, the, uh, Nachos in the outfield? John Nachos and Nacho Gonzalez. Nacho, they they collide at some point, don't they? And Tony Danza. Is that is that the dramatic? Uh, yeah. There's a collision in the outfield. There's a collision, yes. The nachos in the outfield. <laughs> All over the place. John Nachos. What's his name? John Nachos could be played by anybody, though. John Nachos? Yeah, because it's, it's spelled N-A-C-H-O-E-S. <laughs> so it could be, played by, could be played by anybody. And I would imagine it's spelled J-O-N. J-O-N, right. Not J-O-H-N. It's actually John Hamm. It's John Hamm plays John Nachos. John Nachos. <laughs> and, uh, see, Nachos Gonzalez. <laughs> Is it Nacho or Nachos Gonzalez? I think. I think it's Nachos. I think his first name is Na. His <laughs> middle name is Chose. Maybe he's Raul, quote, Nachos Gonzalez. Right. No, I, you think his, I thought his given name would be Nachos. Yeah, I think you're right. Right, I think it his is. Parents are, his parents are played by, by Edward James Olmos right. and Maria Conchita Alonso. 
Mr. and Mrs. Gonzalez. <laughs> Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Gonzalez. Correct. Nacho, their son Nacho is Gonzalez. Played by. I can't think of the of the of the perfect. It's got to be somebody athletic. How about Spanish from uh, old school? What was his name? I don't know what the actor's name is. He didn't, he didn't have. <laughs> you already work at Red Lobster. Yeah, part time. I feel like Enrique Iglesias could play that role. He's got to be in there somewhere. Mark Anthony. <laughs> Mark. He's Uncle Gonzalez. <laughs> Uncle Gonzalez. That's his name. Uncle Gonzalez. He's Tio Uncle Gonzalez. Right. And it's really it's really a touching story about John Nachos and how he was accepted by the Gonzalez family. Okay. We've killed it. Only because uh, his name is <laughs> John Nachos. It was, right? a, it was a coincidence. It started as a coincidence and it turned into family. Nachos in the outfield. That's the tagline. Um. All right, that's enough of the Mets. Not enough. Are we, are we talking about the Mets? Hey, real quick, what do you think about the? Um, you want to talk hockey? I do. For like three seconds. Yep, I okay. do. Uh, I want to start with the proposal to change overtime to three on three, which is just pending approval, right? Now. I just I saw that, and they'll do the the governor's uh, <laughs> everything. The governor's in, cup. Yeah, everything in hockey is so great. Like they can't just have an owners' meeting. Right. They have to have, like, the governor's commissioner body of Retreat. Canadians. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm fenced. How come? I kind of like it. I don't... I Is there something wrong with four-on-four? Four? I think the idea is to get more resolution in that five-minute overtime period. And you have a better shot at getting resolution if you go three-on-three. Why don't you just make it? So, can't you do something about the points? See, I would I would personally go back to the tie. Right. I like the tie. Or that if you win in overtime, you get two points. If you tie, you get not you get one. That's what yeah. you want to do. The way that it was, if you win in overtime, you get two. The loser gets nothing. Right. So you're not playing for the extra point. You're playing to win the game. Herm Edwards. Right? If you tie, you each get a point. That's the only way you would get one point is if the game ended in a tie. So you you want to do away with the shootout? I would do away with the shootout. That doesn't it does nothing for me. Do you think fans like the shootout? Yes. Yeah, me too. So there goes my point. No, but I think there's a way to do it with the points. I just don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I maybe does three on three get you more resolution? Are they are you more likely? Are, are you that much more likely to score in a three on three situation? I think you're going to get more opportunities because it's just it's so much more open. I mean, isn't that like a sort of bastardization of the game as much as like a skills competition? That no. the shootout is. Not as much. Um, I feel like you can very easily get a two-on-one in a three-on-three situation. Sure. Right? And then that's that's exciting. I right? don't know. I think, you, I think you've got to deal with the points. Yeah. 
I, I I would not have a problem if they did away with shootouts. I really wouldn't. And they just went back to the two points if you win in overtime, or if you tie, each team gets a point. Yeah, that's that's that would be my preference. But I don't mind the three on three. They're not going to go back to a tie. I don't mind the three on three. Okay. I mean, I'll give it a shot. I I I like the four on four. Though, what about making it? What about making overtime ten minutes? Not too much. Like keeping too, it four on four but making it ten minutes. Too much for a regular season game. Like I love, I love that overtime is only playoff five, overtime is a, is another is a full period. Is a full period, right? I love that. I think it's too much during the regular season. All right, just spitballing. That's just me. You don't have to kick me out of the governor's uh, meetings. Okay, I'd like to see what what they do with that. No, because it's just, something's got to change. Yeah, I agree. And then, of course, the other big Islander news was Kyle Oposo being made available in a trade. And it being confirmed by several sources. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is a contract situation with Kyle Cal, but uh, your gut reaction to that, mine was, I, you know how I feel about him. I know. So I don't, I don't love that. If there was a, I, I'd like to see them lock him up long term, but not at seven and you know, seven and six a year is a lot for him, right? Forty-two. He's not a forty-two million dollar no, player. He's, he's not. He's not a forty million dollar player. No, he's not. And I think they're going to trade him. You really do? Yeah, I do. I think they're going to trade him. You think they're going to get a player or a pick? Um, maybe a combination. But I think they are probably looking more towards a pick. Does that put Del Call in a better situation to make the roster next year? Marginally, I don't think. I still don't think he's going to make the roster. Okay. Um, I, you know what, you know what I think they're doing. I think they are dangling two fish. I think they're dangling a poso, right? And they're dangling Grabner, and they want to see what the returns are. Yeah. Both of them, and see which one they have. A, they have a little bit of a logjam up at forward. They could clear one of them out. Right. Um, that's what I think is happening. Yeah. But I, but uh, I, but I think he desperately wants to get back into uh, an upper round pick. Really? At this draft? Yeah. I think he's look. I think he's looking like I could see him trading Grabner for a third round pick and then packaging some picks to move up just to get into the second. If you get into the second, if if he can get into the bottom of the first, he's going to try that too. Is that a depth of this draft thing or is that a I think that I think it's a deep draft. Right. I think it's a deep draft. Because and was, also Garth is addicted to draft picks, is what you're saying. He is addicted to yeah. But I but I remember last year when there was the debate over whether they were going to give up the 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 pick to Buffalo yeah. last year or this year. Right, and he he made it this year, but this year was a deeper draft. Right. So. Well, also he made it this year because they had a high pick last year. Right. And they wound up with both Del Call and Hosang. And they got back into the first round last year. Right, and to yeah. get to take uh, Josh Hosang. I don't know. I, I if my gut tells me that they are going to trade him. Okay. And I wouldn't have a problem with it. I have a huge problem with it. Yeah, I know you do, and I, I look. I, I'm okay either way. I think if they keep him, I'm I, not going to say, oh, they should have traded him. I'll be happy that they keep him. 
Yeah, I just don't want to see him turn into like Todd Bertuzzi or, or something like that. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to. I think there's something holding him back. And Maybe. We've seen, we've seen glimpses of it, and the glimpses we've seen are intriguing. Sure. I well, we've know. seen stretches. I mean, we've seen stretches of, of dominant play. We've seen 30 games or 40 games where yeah, I don't, he's I don't, been a, you know, a top-line a top winger. He's never going to be Todd Bertuzzi because that's not the way he plays. No, but you know what I'm saying. D- d- developing into a power forward that pots 30 goals is yeah, is something that I I would be afraid of. I think I don't think he's going to stay healthy enough. Yeah, that's another issue too. To to do that, so I I I, I would. I just like the home. You know, I like the home girl. I know. I agree with you. And and if I had my if if I had my way, right, they'd lock him up. What about your druthers? I don't have any druthers. Okay. That's fair. Should I? What about Tom Smothers? Sally Struthers? Another story. <laughs> Usually she is. Yes. Right. Rex Brothers. Rex <laughs> Dr. Joyce Brothers. Dr. Joyce Brothers. For sure. Dr. Rex Brothers. Tonight's guest, Dr. Joyce Brothers. Um... Yeah, no, we we'll see. The, uh, there's a good chance he, if he does get traded, it might be this weekend. Yeah, oh yeah, I because he that. may use him and a pick to get into the first round. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. I think if he gets past this weekend, he's not going to be. Traded. He's not going to be traded. I agree. Right. Um. All right. Well, we'll have to see. Okay. I, so I feel pretty good about the uh, sports portion of our program. Oh, Geno Smith. Gotta mention this. Yeah, you you talked about this, but I did don't you know. read this article on NFL.com? No. no. Oh boy, what's what's happening? Breakout player. This could be the year that Geno Smith makes the leap. <laughs> yep. Okay. That's right. Geno Smith, that the one on the Jets. He. This is the NFL. Let me look up this article for you here. Making the leap, number 19, Geno Smith. Uh, For the third straight year, the Around the NFL crew will document a player we believe could make the leap in 2015. This could be a player emerging from no-name status to a quality starter, or it could mean an excellent player jumping to superstar status. He is number 19 on this list. What changed is I rewatched each... Snap on the coach's film from Game Rewind to see how he pulled this around in December. Uh, uh, this is by uh, Greg Rosenthal. Okay, respected writer. He's a respected NFL writer. Um, and he uh, he has him in uh, as making the leap. Or a potential guy who could make the leap. Oh, okay. Um, he, calls, he cites the Gailey effect, the Chan Gailey effect. Not the Fred Gailey from Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, okay. Right. Expectations. We aren't making the case that Geno Smith will be a pro bowler. We do believe he has the skills to be a competent starting quarterback who holds off Ryan Fitzpatrick all season. He can be the type of guy who finishes in the top 20 of our year-end quarterback rankings. Those guys have plenty of market value. To put it another way, Geno, like Alex Smith in Kansas City, will no longer be the guy to hold the team back. The Geno Coaster in... (laughs) The Geno Coaster. That's correct. Trademarked? In 2015, should more closely resemble a Swiss train staying efficiently on schedule. 
There you go. All right, so the Gino... Uh, the Gino coaster. The Gino coaster. Yeah. Set the roll. He cites, he cites a number of things that are chalk talk that you like. Chalk talk? Chalk talk. Gino got me fired up enough to write this because he owns skills that are difficult to teach. He has excellent pocket movement, buying time to attempt passes. Some quarterbacks never get that sixth sense in the pocket. Gino has it. I, I don't... I didn't... I'm not... I didn't see that. I haven't seen that. He's not afraid to make difficult throws, aggressively pushing the ball down the field. He looks off defenders. The play below is an example of him stepping up in the pocket and taking a hit before delivering. I'm I'm sorry. This is Geno Smith we're talking about, right? Right. Geno Smith. Yep. Geno Smith. And it's not S-M-Y-T-H. Like Geno Smythe. Um... Yeah, I mean, he played better down the stretch, but let's... Okay. So, we'll see. I had to mention Geno Smith getting that sort of pub. Oh, my. Okay. I mean, that's that's Major League pub right there. Sure. So, um, we'll see. I'm very excited about the Jets. Things are quiet. I'm very excited. Did you happen to see Odell Beckham? A little controversy there. No. No. What's what's Odell Be- o- ODB? What's ODB, he up to? Yeah, you know me. Peyton Manning was on the trade block. I saw that. They tried to offer him to Houston. Um, you got to love some of the uh, some of the the comments on the Geno page uh, are pretty funny. People people get very upset when you say somebody on the Jets are, are going to be good. <laughs> they do. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, that's like this guy towards the Dolphins. Laughing my ass off. The Dolphins secondary is all in, all in on injured reserve. That's actually not true. He beat uh, uh, Grimes for two touchdowns in that game. Um, thoughts of Geno as a starting quarterback in the NFL will end on after or before the season ends. Okay. I think he said the opposite, that Alex Smith does not hold his team back. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, people, uh, boy, do you read comments, Cal? I don't. No, not typically. Sometimes yeah. I do. It's not a good idea anymore. No. Usually, usually it's really yeah, just really bad. I don't know what the ODB thing is. We'll have to save that for another day. That's fine. I mean, I think he was injured. Um but uh th- he's going to be he's going to be quite a character this year, Cal. Yeah. A lot of expectations. A lot of team. expectations, and also I sense that it's just—it's not going to be all smooth and and fun. I feel like I, I think there's I think there's a lot of personality there for Coach Coughlin. A lot of personality. Uh, okay, let's do the fun though. You guys, you want to uh, you want to hear what Terry Collins said tonight or no? Yes, desperately. Uh, Terry Collins says the Mets will have a little get-together tomorrow. But who do you want me to yell at? The nine rookies? Oh, he didn't. He didn't say that. Yeah. All I know is we're not executing. Beep. The nine rookies. Right. Says no lack of hustle or preparation. Well, who do you want me to yell at? The nine rookies? How many rookies are in the lineup tonight, Cal? Not nine. Okay. Not nine. How many veterans were in the lineup tonight, Cal? Uh, I'd say probably seven. Yeah. Including 94-year-old Michael Kadire. <laughs> Don't yell at the nine rookies, because there aren't nine rookies on the team. 
Michael Kadire. There are three. Uh, and Mike, there were and only two in the lineup tonight. <laughs> Michael Kadire, we're being tested right now. We're going to see what we're made of as a team. Was Michael this Kedire's 66 year old Michael Kadire or 71 year old Michael Kadire? This was uh, Grandpa Kadire. <laughs> old man Kadire? Old man Kadire. Um, yeah. A, a baseball player on my team should never look considerably older than me at, at, at age 41. And, and he's younger than you. And he's five years younger. He's six years younger than me. Six years younger. Six, yeah, you're six years his senior. Correct. And he looks significant. He looks like he could be my father. <laughs> I told you, he looks like he's playing in an old-timers game when he does. At all times. He's, he's, he's taking bad routes to balls. He's making errors. He's striking out, meekly grinding out the shortstop. Who am I going to yell at the nine rookies? Who am I going to yell at? The nine rookies? Maybe yell at the 14-year veteran you have on your team who made an error tonight and struck out three times. Maybe him? Uh, I guess there was a costly bunt in this game. Okay. Of course, we've been, we've, been on, we've been on air, so we weren't watching. Right. But Collins on the costly bunt. It's nobody's fault. We're playing guys where they don't belong. Oh, that sounds like it's somebody's fault. He's he is the the comments are not veiled anymore. Who's playing guys where they don't belong? Uh, him, right? Unless he's not making out the lineup. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm not buying that. I go back to that. So he so so Sandy Alderson is making him put Ruben Tejada at third at third base. He's making him not move Wilmer Flores from shortstop. But he's not a third baseman. Mm. Wilmer Flores is not a third baseman. What is he? He came up as a shortstop and then they moved him to second base. Then they moved him back to shortstop. He's played some third base, but he came up as a shortstop. I think the idea is that Tejada at short and Flores at third is better than Flores at short and Tejada at third. But he's not a third baseman. But neither is Tejada. Well, well then you got Then you better get somebody in there who can play third base because neither Tejada's one of them is a better shortstop than Flores. You got to have Flores in the lineup. So he's gonna play third base. So he's gonna play a position he has no experience playing, as opposed to a position he came up playing. He played third base last year. It doesn't matter though. That's. It's just... It all just doesn't matter. Veiled or not veiled, he can go yell at the nine rookies that he doesn't have on his team. Or he could, you know, insinuate that he doesn't have a third baseman. So then, you know what, old man? Go up, up, go upstairs and say, get me a third baseman. Well, that's, I, think, I think that's what he's doing now through the media. Yeah, well... I give him I give him some credit that he's at least taken Sandy to task. Why Why not? Why wouldn't he? He's not going to get fired. No, I know, but I'm but I'm just saying. I'm, finally, he's doing. You know, after five and a half years, Please. finally doing that. Please. All right. He's done so much of this to himself. So much. So much. 
it's difficult to have sympathy for the guy who decided to play Ruben Tejada over everyone because he's a whole half year older than your other shortstop prospect. All right, come on, please. I I don't think he's making the decisions alone, but that's just me. I don't think he is either, Cal, but the point is... I don't, and as a matter of fact, I don't think he has the final say. I don't think he has the final say on Wilma Flores playing shortstop. Fine. Okay. I, I, don't, I still don't think, as we said last week, I don't think playing Wilma short, Flores at shortstop for this whole year is a bad idea. No, I don't, I don't think so either. But knowing how, little, knowing how little Sandy Alderson has, how little regard he has for managers, I right. mean, it's, it's, it's well documented. Correct. The book written about it. <laughs> the movie written, written about it. There's a movie acted about it. There's a movie adapted from a book written about the fact that he thinks they're idiots. Correct. Middle management. It's a little, idiots a little strong. That he thinks middle <laughs> managements are idiots. Middle managements. Yo, what's up, middle managements? That's how he addresses them in the, in the staff meeting. Correct. Um, it did, well, I wouldn't. It wouldn't put. I wouldn't put it past Sandy Alderson to be just completely manipulating the lineup and Terry Collins just writes in what he says. I guess. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't, I don't know why Terry Collins or Sandy Alderson would really want Ruben Tejada in there, but whatever. All right, let's go to the phone. He would put he would put he would put Eric Campbell in there before he put Ruben Tejada in there. I think I think that's Terry's decision to play Ruben Tejada at third base. Maybe. Absolutely. Okay. I'll, I'll give you. I will give you that. Thank you. 